0: I'd like to say good morning and welcome everybody to the Lord's house. And appreciate our children singing this morning, and uh, we're just looking forward to having a good day in the Lord. Uh, we've had some really good services lately, and uh, convictions went out. And uh, that first song they sung, uh, I feel like some people's not getting up out of their tomb. They're, uh, the Lord's calling them, and uh, they're deciding not to uh, get up and make that move. And I, I pray the Lord extend His mercy to them and uh, call to them again and uh, they make a choice to get up out of that tomb and uh, if, if they could just experience, just feel just a little bit of what I have, they'd, they'd run to the altar. but it, that's just not how it works but they got to make that decision I pray that uh, the Lord would get their attention but be merciful with them and uh, keep calling to them until they do come but, and uh, remember the baptism this morning, there'll be, there'll be a lot of people here hopefully for that and I uh, just pray that uh, we have a gospel service this morning and uh just having moves this morning Uh, my master brother mike nicholas dismissed sunday school
1: There's a scripture in the third chapter of the book of John I was thinking about this morning, and it kind of stuck with me, and it don't really go along with this lesson as far as fitting in it, but it said, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And that, that's, that love that God extended to me is, is beyond imagination. And you couldn't tell it. Get. I say all the time, getting saved was the best thing that ever happened to me, and that's as close as I can come to telling about it. It's just the best thing that ever happened to me, and uh, uh, the peace of God passeth all understanding. It. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. But uh, we can. We can. Tell a few things, but that that don't really that don't really tell the whole thing. You got to experience it for yourself. Our lesson this morning's in the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis, and uh, uh, starting at the first verse, kind of a tough lesson. We need your prayers and your help, but. Uh, uh, Well, let me read a let me read a verse. And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, "I have gotten a man from the Lord." The Bible said that children are an heritage of the Lord, and blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. And uh, uh, children are a blessing, and That goes along with what I was thinking sitting back there. I appreciate the kids singing up here. But according to the size of this church, we ought to have 40 or 50 kids up here singing. Uh, People need to bring their kids to to Sunday school. The Bible said, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they grow old, they'll not depart from it. And, uh, uh, there's, there's scriptures all through the Bible about teaching your kids and, and, uh, uh, and that, that's why we have Sunday school huh? this crowd that's sitting right here probably everything that I say everybody already knows it I'm just kind of reminding brushing you up on it because you guys probably already know it but our kids our kids don't know a lot of this stuff some of them maybe been saved but they they ain't been in it long enough to learn it and we need to teach them because I I see, I see this all the time and we've got a great group of young people I appreciate them and uh, but I, I want I want there to be a church here when I'm gone better than was here when I got saved and uh and that's partly up to me. It's partly up to you. It's up to every one of us. And uh, but anyway, uh, Cain was Adam and Eve's oldest son. And uh, as, as you know, they he was he was the first one. He was the first one that was born. Adam and Eve, God created. And he was the first one that was born. And if we read on down through here, he's the first one committed murder. I want to get into that. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Uh, I've heard people say. And and it it gets into the lesson here where they they brought their offerings to God, Cain and Abel. And uh, if you if you think about it, now it was probably several several hundred years or maybe even thousands, a couple of thousand years maybe, before Moses. God gave Moses the tables of stone with the law on it. And uh, even even when when Noah was uh, in the days of the flood, they didn't have the written law as far as the Ten Commandments and so on. They didn't have that written down. But if you read, if you read, Noah, Noah done all the right things. When he got come off the boat, he built him an altar and made a sacrifice to God. He done he done everything just, just like the law says to do. Now, even though they didn't have a, a, a written Bible, they didn't have the law, they didn't have the uh the New Testament or the Old Testament, either one. They had it in their heart. Uh God, God gave Adam and Eve one law that we know of. It's, there's only one that's written down in the Bible. Do, don't eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, so God, God gave them that law, and they, they couldn't keep it. And the Bible said, by one man's disobedience, sin entered into the world. That was the first sin that was committed. And sin is a transgression of the law. That's what the Bible says. <clears throat> so and and there's another scripture says where there's no law, there's no transgression. <clears throat> so if, if there's no law, We could say, and some people probably do say, well, there wasn't no law back then. If there wasn't a law, I'm getting ahead of myself, I think. But if there wasn't any law, then God treated Cain bad because where there's no law, there's no transgression. If there's no law, then his murder wasn't wrong. But there was a law there that let him know that that was wrong. God God had revealed those things to him. He knew it was wrong. Because if there's no law, there's no transgression. There's no sin. That's That's why when little babies come into the world, they don't know nothing about the law. They don't understand nothing about it till god lets till god lets us know that we're lost we don't have any knowledge of sin really i mean we could be taught in sunday school in church and have an idea but to know it down in here i didn't know it till the day god told me i was lost and on my way to hell then i knew that i was wrong before that and i've told this before but before i remember being with some of my friends one time, we just we was joking about going to hell. And uh, it was a joke then. But that morning in 1956, it wasn't a joke anymore. God told me I was on my way to hell, and, and that was real. And I, I've said a lot of times, that was the worst day of my life when God told me I was lost. But when I come to Jesus and he saved my soul, that was the best day of my life, and it still is. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Now, uh, I've heard people say, and I know I know they were supposed to do a blood sacrifice, and, and but now there was a, there were times there was they had a feast of harvest. They were supposed they could bring the fruit of the ground and offer that to God, the first fruits. And uh, so there wasn't a thing wrong with Cain's offering. The thing of it is, the Bible said present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, I can come to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and I can go through all the right motions. I come up here when we pray and make a little noise and go back to my seat. If my heart ain't in it, I ain't prayed. And if our heart ain't in it when we come to church, we ain't worshipped. And uh, so we got to present our bodies a living sacrifice, That's holy. That's H O L Y. So we got to come. The Bible, David asked a question in the Psalms. Said, "Who can ascend the hill of God?" And then he answered that. He said, "He that hath clean hands and a pure heart." And God purifies the heart when He saves you. But he left it up to me to keep these things clean. So we got to keep ourselves, the Bible said, keep ourselves unspotted from the world. And they said, lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and run with patience the races set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, so it wasn't altogether the offering that. Cain brought, and we read about it, Abel's offering. He brought the first firstlings of his flock, and uh, but it's where his heart was. Let me read it. Cain brought of, of the fruit of the ground, and Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. <clears throat> if I wanna, if I wanna be able to worship God, and uh, and that's what they were doing, they were, they were trying to do when they were bringing their offering. They, they was work, trying to worship God. And and God accepted Abel, and He didn't accept Cain. They've been, and I, I, I don't know if anybody else is like me or not. I imagine everybody is to some extent. But there's been a lot of times I've come, I've come to church and come up here on the altar and got down and tried to pray and God didn't accept my offering. There's been times I've done that at home, tried try to pray and God didn't accept my offering. My heart wasn't where it ought to be. If we're gonna, if we're going make an offering to God, we gotta come. We gotta come with clean, clean hands. If I've, if I've got something, if I've got something in my life that that shouldn't be, and that happens a lot of times. Then I need to repent before I can make my offering. The Bible said, "If you if you come to make the offering to God," and I'm I'm just paraphrasing this now, and and there and come to the altar and there remember that your brother has an ought against you. I want you to understand how that was written. Your brother has an ought against you said go be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer your offering. Now maybe maybe you ain't sinned, you did, maybe you didn't just a misunderstanding something and your brother's got an odd against you. If you know it, you don't sit back and growl about him not coming to you, you get up and go to him. That's what the Bible said. So if I know something and I don't do it, Then I'm in the wrong. So. uh, Anybody got a comment? But unto Cain. And to his offering. He had not respect. And Cain was very wroth. And his countenance fell. If if we're not careful. This. This. Human. Human mind and the Bible said it's not uh, subject to the laws of God neither indeed can be But if we're not careful we'll let Satan get in here and cause us to be jealous of somebody else if God blesses them real good and and, and they, they do a real good job in what they're doing if we're not careful we'll get jealous and the Bible said, "Jealousy's crueler than the grave." Uh, if, and I'll tell you how it's supposed to be, and everybody here knows this. I know. Uh, Blaine was going to teach Sunday school this morning for me, and he he couldn't make it. And that's fine. I wouldn't want him to. I wouldn't want him to. Come out if he did if he didn't feel comfortable, but if if Blaine would have been here, and got up and and, and talked this lesson real good, and I know he would he, he, he always does, talked this lesson real good, and I got jealous because he is teaching. I'd be wrong. I'd be I'd be just like Cain here when God said sin lieth at the door. If, if, somebody, if somebody gets up in, in God's house and, and does any kind of job, I don't care what it is, if I ain't proud of them and happy for them, there's something wrong with me. And if... Uh, I've been trying for years to give this job away. And uh, off and on... And uh and I would in a heartbeat, uh, but and I know these people here that can do a better job than me. And uh I'd like to see them do it. <laughs> but anyway, get back to the lesson, maybe. But on to Cain, to his offering, he had not respect. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Now, sin lieth at the door and the bible said sin is the transgression of the law and that goes back to where i was talking a while ago they didn't have any written law back then but god had put it in their heart and uh, so but so if there's no if if there's no law there's no transgression if there's no law there's no sin and if you listen if you listen to some of the people in the world today they, they're discounting God's law and they're changing the laws in the country to make sin acceptable and uh, saying God's God's word just it's outdated this book, The King James Bible is eternal. And that that goes along with what I'm trying to teach. This is eternal. This is the Word of God. uh, In the first chapter of the book of St. John, it said, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word's been forever. We didn't have it printed here just because... Just because we didn't have it printed don't mean it didn't exist. And just because the law wasn't written on the tables of stone when, uh, in the beginning don't mean it didn't exist. God's word is eternal and eternity, most of the time we look at eternity and we stretch it out in the future. But eternity goes just as far back in the past as it does in the future. And God existed, the Bible said, from everlasting to everlasting. Thou art God. That was from eternity to eternity, and nobody can't tell me how long that is. There ain't no measurement, and uh, so God's God's been ever, and uh, and His law, His law and His words been just as long as He has. He just He just wrote it down at the right time to get it in the book. <clears throat> Anybody got a comment? If thou doest well, now, now, go back, I want to go back to the 6th verse. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? Did you ever, did you ever run across somebody that was kind of out of church, and wasn't doing what they ought to do, and try to talk to them. And all of them think this way, but a lot of times they say, Well, I ain't, I ain't hurting nobody, and I'm, I'm doing all right, and, and uh, try to justify themselves, and then pretty soon they, and they say, Well, so-and-so over there is doing worse than I am, so I'm okay. And uh, if we're not careful, we get into stuff like that, and trying to slander somebody else to make ourselves look good and the bible said that's sin. I don't care I don't care how good I think I look or how bad I am. I can't I can't badmouth my brothers. God told us to love one another. And uh the Bible said, "If you don't love your brother whom you have seen, how can you love God whom you have not seen?" So we uh, we need to love one another and, and uh, do a whole lot better than Cain and Abel did. And there's a now Cain killed Abel. We all know that story. It's a real familiar one. Uh, but there's a scripture in the New Testament that. Says something on the order, and I may not be able to quote it right. But uh, if we speak evil of our brother, we've committed murder in our heart already. Now I didn't quote that exactly right, but uh, we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to speak evil of our brother. I'll tell you what. I, I guess everybody's like I am. I love my wife, and I don't, I don't talk bad about her to nobody. And we ought to be, we ought to treat everybody, everybody that we meet the same way, as far as, as far as talking bad or, or treating them bad. We, are, we ought to love one another and treat everyone, ever treat everybody just like we want to be treated. And I, I like to be treated good. I, I don't like it when somebody talks bad about me either, but I uh, had a fella <coughs> tell me one time. That I was a religious fanatic, and uh, made me mad when he first said it. I thought about it a little bit, and then it made me happy. I was glad he noticed. But uh, and that's that's what that's what being a Christian's about. Getting people to notice that you're different. So Cain was was upset because God didn't accept his offering. And the thing to do when you get upset over something like that is repent. Get to move the sin out. God can do that for you. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And I have no idea what that means. But uh, God, whatever whatever God says, I, whether I understand it or not, it's the truth. And uh, anybody got a comment? and Cain talked with Abel his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him and I can't I can't comprehend that I had I had uh, a brother he's he's passed on now but me and him was totally different uh, about different as daylight and dark and, uh and we used to squabble some when we was young but uh, to say I'd kill him I, I I couldn't have done it and actually he come to my house one night and said somebody was trying to kill him said he wanted to stay all night there and, and and leave the next day so he stayed there and left the next day going somewhere and I, I don't know if that was actual fact or not but he thought it was and uh so i can't understand how how anybody could kill their brother let alone or kill anybody let alone a brother and uh but satan will work on us and if we're not careful He'll have us justifying all kinds of sin, and uh, and we'll be just in the same shape that Cain was, and God'll put the mark on us. And I don't know exactly. Uh, well, I guess maybe uh, God put the mark on you if if you're if you've committed sin, and you've been saved by the grace of God. You will not worship God till you get that sin out of your life. God's spirit won't move in you till till that sin's gone. And uh, have you ever have you ever been worshiping in a church with, with somebody that was real seemed like real close to God, and they'd get up and testify regular and be plumb full of the spirit. And then maybe time goes on a little bit and, and and they plumb dragging down the bottom of the valley. And I, I couldn't say that they'd sinned, but it, it it's a possibility. And uh but we we all get there. And uh, and like I said, Satan Satan are put it in here to cause us to justify ourselves like uh anything we do. And I I've known some people and, and still do that are saved people that are that are living like a devil. And uh, we can't we can't point a finger at them people and say, well I'm a lot better than they are. But for the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And if I start if I start saying, look at me, I'm I'm way better than them people, then I've just cut myself off too. So we need if if if, if we know somebody that's not living right. What, well, well, All we got to do, what we ought to do, is pray for them. So Cain killed Abel, and the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Have you ever, have you ever been doing something? And God come along down in here and say, "You, that ain't right. Or have you ever thought about, just thought about doing something that wasn't right, and God tell you right here, that's, that's not right. Now, I, I know that. I've, I've had that feeling a lot of times. And God's told me a lot of times that I've been wrong. Every time, I'll tell you what, every time I've ever been wrong, God told me I was wrong. And I can look back at some of those times right now and some some of the greatest blessings in my life. Now, at the time, it wasn't a blessing. But it is... Am I my brother's keeper? Certainly. If if our brothers if our brothers need help, we're here to help them. If 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 they're struggling, we need to help them if we can, if God will let us. We need to do all we can. The unity I hadn't even thought about this, but the unity of, of God's church is real important. If if we as a if we as a church don't get along, and I as far as I know, we, we get along real good here. I mean everybody everybody never comes here talks about the love that's in this church, and they're right. That ain't saying saying everybody's right all the time. But there's a lot of love in this church. And I appreciate that. And it stands out. And that's what God... That's what God wants our people to see, the love that's in us. The Bible said... If you love one another, said so by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another, and uh, so we need to love one another, and don't badmouth any of our brothers. I don't care. I don't care how wrong they are, and all of us get wrong sometimes. Don't badmouth them. Try to help them if you can. And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And I don't care what you do or where you do it or how well you think you got it hid. God knows all about it. The Bible said, "Be sure your sins will find you out." Now, you might do something, some ungodly sin, and I might not never find out about it. The church might not never find out about it, but God knew it when you done it, and and your fellowship was cut off. I I threw this in for what it's worth, and it's worth it's worth a lot probably. But if if I sin, I've cut my fellowship off with God. If I if I've done something real ungodly and 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 don't repent, the church needs to take action against me, and and. Just do that in the reverse. The church t- withdraw fellowship from me, but it wasn't. The church never does take the initiative in w- in the withdrawing of fellowship. I, I I had to do it first, and I, I've I've known people ch- the church take action against and they get plumb mad think they got treated bad. If you sin, you got to pay for it. And God, God told the church to withdraw from such. If people sin and won't repent, you can talk to them or whatever. If they won't repent, withdraw fellowship. And, uh, and I've known, I've known a few churches that wouldn't hardly do that at all. And, uh, well, it's not good for a church, I'll just say it that way, to not, not have any government. <clears throat> and now art thou cursed from the earth. Which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from his hand. When thou tillest the ground it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And as long as as long as there's sin in our life, we will not get in touch with heaven, we will not worship God. It, until we repent and get the sin out and we'll be a fugitive you you can come to church all you want to if you don't repent you you'll not enjoy it and I, i'm pretty sure everybody here probably understands all that and uh, so we there's going to be any time any time we sin God's got judgment and the, we, we a lot of times we talk about how, how bad the world's getting and it is but the Bible said judgment begins at the house of God so he starts with us and the gospel goes out through us to the lost and uh that's, so it starts in the church first right. right. Yeah, I, when I was a kid, I kind of slip around get by my mom and dad a little bit once in a while. Uh, but I never have got a, got by with anything with God. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. And uh, when it comes home to us, we can realize how bad it is, but when it's happening to somebody else, uh, we may not think much about it. But uh, like uh, Scripture Bill quoted, Sin sin carries a penalty. God said, those I love, I'll chasten. And if you've been saved by the grace of God and you sin, you got to pay for it. thing of it is, the Bible said, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful looking for a judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversary. So we... If we sin, we got a payday coming. I don't mean that. Don't mean all the time that God's going to break our neck, or we're going to have a car wreck, or we're going to get pneumonia or cancer or something. That that don't always mean stuff like that. Yeah, I've uh, one one time been way back years ago. I got away from the Lord for a little short space of time, and uh, the whole time I was there, I was scared to death. I knew I knew God was going to get me, and uh, He never did lay me up in the hospital or anything like that. He worked on me right here. And he still does. When I think about that, I regret it yet. And uh, so God's got different ways of working on different people, whatever whatever he deems. Now, We, me and my wife had three kids, and every one of them was different if you was going to discipline all the three of them, you had to do it different with each one of them because uh, one, of, one of them said, G- give me a whooping. And uh, the other one said, don't set me in the corner. And uh, so on, you know how, how that goes. And it, it, different things work on different people. And God knows exactly what will work on me. And he knows what will work on you. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth. I'm about to run out of time. And from thy face shall I be hid. that's That's the worst one right there. Being away from God. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. Now, I'm, I'm going to have to quit, but I have wondered about that scripture there. There they, they was just one family that we know of, and he said, everyone that finds me can slay me. But if, if we don't live right, if I, if I sin, I've, I've slayed myself for being able to work for God until I repent and get the sin out of my life.